Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Rimini Street Incorporated versus Oracle, certiori to the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, argued January 14th, 2019, decided March 4th, 2019. A jury awarded Oracle damages after finding that Rimini Street had infringed various Oracle copyrights. After judgment, the district court also awarded Oracle fees and costs, including $12.8 million for litigation expenses, such as expert witnesses, e-discovery, and jury consulting. In affirming the $12.8 million award, the Ninth Circuit acknowledged that it covered the expenses not included within the six categories of costs that the general federal statute authorizing district courts to award costs, 28 U.S.C. sections 1821 and 1920, provides may be awarded against a losing party. The court nonetheless held that the award was appropriate because the Copyright Act gives federal district courts discretion to award full costs to a party in copyright litigation. 17 U.S.C. Section 505. The term full costs in Section 505 of the Copyright Act means the costs specified in the general cost statutes codified at Sections 1821 and 1920. Sections 1821 and 1920 define what the term costs encompass. In subject-specific federal statutes, such as Sections 505, Congress may authorize awards of expenses beyond the six categories specified in the general cost statute, but courts may not award litigation expenses that are not specified in Sections 1821 and 1920. Absent explicit authority, this court's precedents have consistently adhered to that approach. See Crawford Fitting v. J.T. Gibbons, uh, West Virginia University Hospitals Incorporated v. Casey, Arlington Central School District Board of Education v. Murphy. The Copyright Act does not explicitly authorize the award of litigation expenses beyond the six categories specified in Sections 1821 and 1920, which do not authorize an award for expenses such as expert witness fees, e-discovery expenses, and jury consultant fees. Oracle's counterarguments are not persuasive. First, Oracle argues that the word full authorizes courts to award expenses beyond the costs specified in Sections 1821 and 1920. The term full is an adjective that means the complete measure of the noun it modifies. It does not, therefore, alter the meaning of the word costs in Section 505. Rather, full costs are all the costs otherwise available under the relevant law. Second, Oracle maintains that the term full costs in the Copyright Act is a historical term of art that encompasses more than the costs listed in sections 1821 and 1920. Oracle argues that Congress imported the meaning of the term full costs from the English copyright statutes into the Copyright Act in 1831. It contends that the 1831 meaning of full costs allows the transfer of all expenses of litigation beyond those specified in any cost schedule and overrides anything that Congress enacted in the Fee Act of 1853 or any subsequent cost statute.
Courts need not, however, undertake extensive historical excavation to determine the meaning of the cost statutes. See Crawford Fitting. In any event, Oracle has not shown that the phrase full cost had an established meaning in English or American law that covered more than the full amount of the costs listed in the applicable cost schedule. Case law since 1831 also refutes Oracle's historical argument. Third, Oracle advances a variety of surplusage arguments. According to Oracle, after Congress made the cost award discretionary in 1976, district courts could award any amount of cost, up to 100%. And so, Romani's reading of the word full now adds nothing to cost, because Congress would not have intended full to be surplusage. Oracle contends Congress must have employed the term full to mean expenses beyond the cost specified in sections 1821 and 1920. But even if the term full lacked any continuing significance after 1976, the meaning of costs did not change. Oracle's interpretation would also create its own redundancy problem by rendering the second sentence of Section 505, which covers attorney's fees, largely redundant because Section 505's first sentence presumably would already cover those fees. Finally, Oracle's argument, even if correct, overstates the significance of statutory surplusage and redundancy. See Marx v. General Revenue Corps. The decision is reversed in part and remanded. Justice Kavanaugh delivered the opinion for unanimous court. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of the podcast, we can be reached at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and 8-0. Thank you.